Welcome to the Technori Podcast. I'm Scott Katoon. Talking on the show today, Ensono CEO Jeff Von Dalen. Um, cool, cool company. It's like you, you talk to those that are in the tech, I don't want to say consulting space, but like so many agency consulting, tech IT, whatever name your name your acronym companies, they're always in the business of like it's never good, right? So like they 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 have to deliver everything and like the expectations are immense to succeed and to make everything better. And if they don't hit, which usually they don't hit perfectly, the sentiment is usually negative. It's typically like Accenture comes in, your expectations are going to do something nuts. It doesn't do anything more than you would have thought or your rational mind should have thought that it would go. And the sentiment is negative. And then there's companies that are in the space like Insono is where it's like an IT management, IT services where like literally nothing, like they're not going to tell you to reinvent the wheel. They're just going to go in and clean some stuff up and like your company will be better for it immediately. Like you're, they don't have to come in and, and like recreate the wheel for you to find out or to feel like it was a success. You just do, they just come in and just do what you do slightly better and automatically you got to be a lot happier about what's going on. And so I, from my vantage point, I just, I love companies that are like that. Um, and Jeff does a great job really diving into, you know, not just how the company works, but like how bigger companies can, can truly benefit from having a support system as they start to move off of legacy software, as they start to move off of, you know, into the cloud, if they've not been in there, if they don't know how cool the cloud is, got to go in the cloud. Everyone's in the cloud these days. You're a loser if you're not in the cloud. But no, it's, it's a really interesting show. Uh, Jeff did a great job of sort of walking us along like what that process looks like for uh, particularly older companies that are sort of trying to get off that legacy. Uh, great conversation. Also, it would be I'd be remiss to mention that the the whole conversation starts around their initiative and their their uh, desire to to build a more inclusive tech community, particularly as it pertains to women in tech. Um, no surprise, they're a Chicago Innovation Award winner, so that's not not a surprise. Um, but it's you know, obviously that's a mission point for us as well. So it's it's very cool to me when I see a CEO who's like, no, no, no it's it's one thing to talk about it; it's another thing to like create actual change and you got to do that by creating goals and hitting them and you know that's one of the things that i think jeff and, and his his cmo um have done a really cool job of in particular when you consider that they've they've built an advisory board of their customers so like literally female leaders at their customers companies are on an advisory board to sort of help them help them help them if that makes any sense at all so very cool stuff before we get to that we've got to uh, check in with the startup inbox which is brought to you by Active Campaign. See why 65,000 businesses use Active Campaign for their marketing by signing up at activecampaign.com slash technori and get your first two months for free. Tala Long, Talia Long, I don't know. Let's see. How do I stop my idea from being copied? Well, here's the thing. Everybody copies everybody's stuff. The question really should be, I see somebody with a cool idea. Should I copy it? Cause I know how to do it better. That's actually the question. I mean, everything comes down to execution. Uber wasn't the first to do it. You know, like nobody was the first to do it. very few people who are the brand or the name, you know, were the first to do it. It is not exclusive, but usually somebody pays the way 
And there's been a long time, both in corporate world and in startup world, where people try to like, I'm in stealth mode, or I can't tell you, or it's IP protective, or whatever your deal is. And it, it's stupid. Like in the end, if you've got a cool idea, you need to map it out. You should be reaching out to your competitors and everyone who you think is going to be in it and understand all of the, you know, how this works and all of the opportunities that exist. And, and to be, I'll be totally honest, give you a piece of my own advice. I've been in this situation several times. I've had an idea stolen right from out from me and that was me being stupid. And, uh, not that I gave too much information. I gave too, too much information. I gave them the plans and the connections and that was my fault. Um, the other ones, including Technori, which I kind of self-inventing at this point, um, I don't even look around. Like I look at my competitors, quote unquote competitors, and I just kind of like take ideas from them and I know that they're taking ideas from me. Um, but by and large, I really don't pay any attention to what they're doing. I, I have my objectives, my line of goals, and what I believe are metrics that tell me whether or not I'm on the right path and, and I pursue them and I measure and, and I go back to the drawing board again and again and again and, and I iterate in real time. And what I like to say is that if you have a true vision um, and you've mapped it out, uh, you will always be one step ahead of the competitor because you you flat out know where you're going and they don't. Like, you know where you're going, so all of their reaction is, is just that. It's reaction. You're in a much better spot than, than they are, hypothetically speaking. So my advice to you is to map out exactly what you plan on doing and 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 rock and roll. And the whole idea of, like, Snapchat, Instagram is such a like a, such a unique loaded uh circumstance i still like snapchat everyone else gives me shit about it but i'm still in i'm i'm in they're 10 bucks now i'm i'm back i'm back baby so you know i i think to to look at how instagram peeled away from snapchat is just like a really unique they already had billions of users on facebook they already had all the momentum that's not the same thing so do not let what others are doing make you afraid of trying on your own lest they're not succeeding and there's a reason why that's a different story uh do not worry about them cheating or copying you uh just out 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 execute and you'll be there so with that said you can subscribe to our newsletter at technory.com follow us on social at technory this is my conversation with insono ceo jeff von Dalen. it was international women's day friday and yep. we are uh, trying to make a big uh, push into getting more women into uh, okay. technology. Let's talk about that. Let's start yeah. off right with that. Um, because we've had a lot of, I mean, obviously the mission for Technori has always been to build the largest, most inclusive uh, startup community that we could imagine. Um, we've sort of historically always tried to keep it like 50, 50 male to female. We do the, you know, the best we can. I actually, the, the Facebook stats have us at like 64% uh, male to female, which in like the tech space right. is like insane. Um, but I, I, we've gotten involved with Capital One on like women who code, um, and we we work very hard to like make it easier for for women in tech to like feel like why wouldn't I be here? Right, and that's the part I think would be interesting. So like, tell me more about how you guys are getting involved in the in the women in tech space. So a couple of things. I mean, we're we're uh, we put an initiative, and I think you you know you, you don't get better at something unless you sort of say, hey, you know. W- I have to have a stated goal. I want to, you know, want to do better. Um, so we're, uh, you know, focus. And, uh, and Sono is a company that enables technology. So we certainly have some very 
um, technical uh, roles like engineering roles, uh, developer roles, but we also have a bunch of client service roles that we also think are our liaison. Our clients outsource uh, technology to us, so we have a lot of client service roles uh, as well who are integral parts of understanding technology, but really the, the think of it as the general contractor between our clients and our really technical staff. So what we try to do is say, how can we attract as many um, diverse candidates as possible, whether it's women, people of color, et cetera, yep. um, because we really believe that, you know, diverse candidates will give us will give us an opportunity to be better at what we do. Um, so we're focused on uh, raising the awareness. We have our CMO, uh, our head of our um, uh, CP, we call it, but our HR organization are kind of behind it. I'm sort of the overall sponsor, um, but we really kicked off our initiative at Insono on Friday with International Women's Week. We have uh, an announcement that came out today talking about women in tech. We are at the uh, AWS con- or, uh, convention, and one of our women who was there noticed that uh, no lines in the women's restroom. Uh, meaning oh, yeah. very few women at the event, very few women speakers. Um, so we're really trying to elevate the uh, just the awareness. I think the awareness is there. Certainly you read a lot about it, on, especially in Silicon Valley, about the, the awareness. I'm not sure they're yeah. doing as good a job of making it better. Um, but we want to do, uh, th- do the same thing, just make it aware. We've, um, we, we have a Indian operations now. And as, as, as you know, in India, it's a little, little less uh, female-friendly than uh, yeah. what we like. And we're trying to raise the game as a U.S. company with uh, Indian operations. We have one of our senior leaders in that operations trying to uh, attract, retain, think about how we get more women into the business. Yeah. I mean, it's no, just it, really it, a- so this is, it's funny you bring, I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny. You bring this up is the, the we love to talk about talking about stuff. We talk about doing stuff. We don't do stuff. And like that, that's one of the things you mentioned the Silicon Valley thing. It's been, Sort of, I mean, it's, I don't know how to phrase this. It's baffling to me that it's baffling to others as to why there's no women in line in the bathroom. And of course, this is ironic in the sense that it's two men sitting here talking about it. I feel like bringing Rachel in just to like sit next to us here to make sure that this doesn't get ridiculous. <laughs> yes. But but it's true. You know, like Chicago, we've, we've had, you know, we've, we've got P33 with Chris Gladwin talking about him uh, again, two episodes in a row here. So go, Chris, um, about what they're trying to do to change the sort of dichotomy of the workplace here. Um, we've got Chicago Blend uh, with the, the uh, Chrissy Dula and Lindsay Knight, uh, both in Pritzker and Chicago Ventures, trying to change the aspect of like women representation on the VC side, not even directly who they're investing in, but the, the people making the investing right. are actually female. And, it, and when I talk to people in Silicon Valley about this and in New York about this and even in Boston about this is they're like they're very fast to point that there's an issue. And then like when it comes to like how to change it, there's like, well, you know, we don't want to do a quota. You know, but what like, are you doing about it? And I think what, like, you, what if are you're not, you doing it, about it? One, you just you know, I, I feel like you need to uh, be aware of where yeah. you stand. And then say, all right, and I, you know, Lisa, who uh, Argona, who is our CMO, is kind of championing it for me. I said, Lisa, we're, we're going to have goals, right? Yeah. We can't get better if we don't say, here's where we're at today. We're at How 20% and we want to be at 30%. We have no women on the board and we want to have a woman on the board. We have, you know, what are our goals? And then we can we can build on it. And that's, we think that will be something that attracts um you know, people to look at us, look at Insono as, as a place to- It will to, help uh, tremendously. You don't even, I mean, it's not even, in my opinion, it's not even a guesstimation. I mean, so like we, one of the companies that pitched on our stage and launched was called uh, We Solve, Stella Shalu. Um, 
she's working with Salesforce and a bunch of other companies, Pinterest and, and others, on setting the table for diversity. So it's like it's 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 and obviously like this is a mission. Like it's hard. You have to be committed to this. this. Isn't something you can just be like, oh well, we'll just say it and we'll see. Like you have to be like, oh, I want to make sure that this place, facility, culture, everything is set up so that female tech people or whoever would want to work there. Right. Like it's it's got to be set for you know like and those are just. I don't want to say easy, but those are like easy things to sort of like set the tone. And then like I, I use this example a few times. I think it's Avon. I, I don't want to misquote it here, but I'm pretty sure it's Avon. Uh, we'll retract that if uh, if we're wrong. <laughs> but if you look at the board, it's all men. It's like, how is that possible? Yeah. How is that possible? Avon lady calling. My name's Jim. <laughs> like, That's it's right. like it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's so like I, I, I laud companies like yourselves that, are taking an analytical approach to it. Like you would build any other division in your company, anything you would ever do in right. your company, you wouldn't just like, pfft, you yeah. would do it, you yep. know? And so that say, what are our goals? What's your measurement? How are we going to hold ourselves accountable? I think one of the other things uh, we're doing, which I think is a little unique too, is, is we, again, our clients uh, outsource yep. uh, some of their IT to us. Uh, we have a client advisory board. So it's our top 15, 20 clients participate in a board. Well, we're asking the woman, women leader of those companies that are on our advisory board to, as a one, it's going to be a topic for, we, we get together quarterly, and then once a year we get together in person with the, with the various companies. Um, so we're having a separate initiative at, at our client advisory board, but I'm also asking them to give their perspective so I can uh, show it to our women who work at Insono, but they can also use it as a video, and it doesn't just have to be about them and their their particular client, but how uh, other I, other women IT leaders, um, so they can attract and retain women in their business as well. So kind of using it as a a full circle. I think I, I I love it. I think it's it's um it's very interesting to me that companies would opt not to take advantage of the whole. Like, why we would ever want half of the opinions or half of the thoughts <laughs> exactly. or half of the ideas? It's like this doesn't even make any sense to me, especially. You know, in any business, like for your customers, like their customers are both male and female, presumably. Right. Um, and so to not have the representation on the development, on the build of it, to understand, empathize with the user, it's just a weird thing. But um, I think it's very cool what you guys are doing in that sense. So let's talk about what you guys actually do. This All is right. like just like a great part of the business, but the actual business. Talk to me more about Insono and like how it actually works in the world. Okay, so we really manage uh, IT infrastructure for our clients. So think about that um, applications sit on infrastructure, whether that infrastructure is mainframe or sits in AWS or Azure Public Cloud. Uh, so we help our clients manage those applications across that spectrum of infrastructure. I think we're a little unique in that we have great capabilities on some really old legacy um, infrastructure called mainframes. Um, The problem or one of the problems our clients have is aging workforce and they want to modernize and we're really helping them do that. Um, We have mainframe millennials, as as you think. We had 20 interns last summer um, who have expertise and training around helping clients with applications that set on mainframe. So we're trying to help our clients with this problem that they have, um, but a problem in that, yes, they're going to modernize their applications. Applications are going to move to the cloud. We're not a, we don't take a view that that's not happening. Yeah. We just want our clients to be able to get there in a time frame that makes sense and in a time frame that prioritizes the things that are most important to them. Right. Their, their customers don't really care. Their, their customers want the application to work. 
whether that application sits on you know, well, AWS or a mainframe, you know, no one's logging into their device to buy a plane ticket and saying, well, does that device, you know, is that application on a mainframe or is that it? Um, so really what we want to do is help our clients maintain those applications across that infrastructure uh, and help them do what's important to them, which is modernize uh, their environment and improve their their customers' experience. It's got to be hard for a lot of these companies. And we, we've experienced a few of them on our, on our own now with like some of the in particular, the larger legal firms and banks, um, having a lot of their infrastructure built on legacy stuff. And it's like, it's not even enough to solve the problem from the standpoint of like recognizing that, that we need to move over from PHP to Python or whatever it is you're trying to build on, but more about the fact that you can't hire people who are tr- like, who are digital native, who know that because it's too old. Right. And it's like, they, like we have a, like, so like we have our, uh, an offshore part of this in China and we've got like a, a university there literally where we train all these people to try to make sure that they know all of the old stuff because if you're trying to be an innovation company or whatever you want to call yourself half of the buildings we're looking at right now can't work with you because they're on legacy software right. or whatever the case I got to imagine that you guys save forget about the cro- the cost of actually working with you just save tons of money for all these people who can't hire anyone to solve the problem they just sit there dormant because what do you do? Yeah, and our view is we go in, we think we can run, we can save our clients, you know, 20% is sort of our sort of target. And again, it's it's a little bit about providing that cost. You know, I've got to be uh, a better cost advantage yeah. than they can do it themselves, but also to kind of unleash this ability to go focus and put the energy in the things that, that matter. So we're, you know, safe pair of hands. And, you know, as, as you just uh, kind of alluded to, our clients are insurance companies, financial institutions, state governments that have, you know, that have been around a long time. You know, we, our typical client is, you know, 50, 60 years old. Yep. So they have a lot of legacy uh, applications, a lot of, and, and some of those Disjointed applications. stuff at that. I mean, it's But some of those applications, place. if I think of the systems of record, we, we like to call it, are really secure and really kind of do the job. They aren't the systems of engagement, you nope. know, the, the, uh, how you engage with your um, mobile device, um, but they're calling on those, you know, those mobile devices are calling on those systems of record um, to get, you know, to do what they do. Um, so our view is let us help you manage that. And over time, let's transform, but let's do it at a time frame that makes sense that's, for you, so, the client. That's a, it's a funny, and I'd love to drill down more on this. Like the, So like we were talking to, uh, well, I can't name the bank, but uh, a lot of people on the other side would be un- unhappy to hear this, but like they were looking at their sort of innovation roadmap, and we got to a point where um, they there was like a seven-year plan, which if you're on the inside of this, it's like, sounds good. You know, like, like we can't change everything overnight like right. this is not how this works like floor by floor there's 75 floors like it's gonna take a while and and i think that people don't understand like how tech actually works you know what i mean and even guys who run like people who run big companies like they don't quite understand that like not dissimilar from humans themselves they stack on top of one another and they have to speak to one another and like certain things talk and work well together and certain people don't talk, don't communicate, and don't work well together. And you don't have to change everything all at once, but you do have to make systematic changes across. depending on what you have. I mean, if it's an app and it's very UX intensive and it's supposed to be something that's like fun and flashy, you're going to have a very hard time, A, building on an old legacy piece all the, like at every stage. And, and you're probably going to have a hard time hiring around the talent you want to continue to iterate on it because they don't want to work on old stuff. So like... 
where do you guys see yourselves with regard to good companies that are on that teeter totter of like, well, we could become, we can keep doing what we're doing, which is fine. Or we could take advantage of a market and really accelerate. Like where do you, you I, I view you as a person who literally can be a pivot point for a company. Well, we look at our, you know, we participate in a huge market, you know, sure. $100 billion market. And there are always going to be legacy uh, applications and infrastructure. And we think, you know, we have some capability. But we're, you know, if, if I looked out 10 years, a predominant share of the business that we help our clients with is going to be on more modern infrastructure, whether sure. that's services, public cloud, IaaS, containers, et cetera. Um, but it's going to be, you know, I can't tell you the number of clients that we've had that have been on a five-year journey to get off the mainframe for 10 years. Yeah. Um, so what we want to do is, and that doesn't that doesn't prevent them from developing really cool interactive no. applications it's a, it's for their business to be successful. Right. Um, but it's it's ultimately is there a cost benefit analysis and does it does it make sense? So what we want to do is say let us help you do that. And as you know, as that becomes the right time, you know, we'll move from mainframe. Maybe it'll go straight into public cloud. Maybe it'll go into a distributed environment. Um, but let's help let's uh, help do that uh, and modernize in a way that makes sense and still gets you know the biggest priorities, which are you know that the board and the CEO are asking for is improve my my customer experience sure. you know my clients customers want to have a great experience i uh, think yeah no I, I agree with you i think it's interesting and we'll start pivoting a little bit here like into the more new tech but like i look at this from like the standpoint of like just sort of two and this doesn't matter legacy or not um there's like two main value props that i think companies like insano bring that are so crucial to anyone who's trying to become more innovative or and, and by become that could just mean continuing to be, I, I don't mean that like you weren't before or something like you didn't just turn the power on. Um, but like the idea that one is cost savings. And I don't mean that in the sense that like you spend less money on your tech. What I mean is you get more for the money you spend so you can continue to reinvest into new things and to, so like to your point, the people have been on a, on a five year plan for 10 years you're not doing it very well. You're not very cost effective because you should be expediting that, not slowing it down. You should be doing so much better on the new advancement that you're able to go back and do more faster. Yeah, we talk, we call it operate for today, optimize for tomorrow. Correct, We're yeah. always there about how do we help you optimize uh, what you have. And, uh, you know, I have we have one uh, large client, big coffee uh, <laughs> well, we won't manufacturer, but, uh, that, you know, and they're – he can't get his cool guys to go work on the stuff that we run for him. Yeah. Um, but what we run for him uh, is their point of sales across. And that brings up know, value. It's really important uh, for them. Uh, and now they're developing all the cool apps uh, that interact with those point of sales. But anyway, those are some of the problems our clients have. And if they can, uh, if, if we can optimize what they're doing, uh, meaning run it effectively, secure, um, highly compliant, but do it at a lower cost, then I can, you know, I've got 10 more dollars to go spend in the thing that is, you know, creating a better interaction and, and driving more customers to their, to their business. So let, let's stick on this topic for a second, because you, you really, you hit it perfectly on the, the part that you just said here, where you talk about the other projects that you can't get the cool kids to work on because we're working on this. That is value prop to me, number two in this. And it's, I, I still haven't said the word money. It's not the money. It's the quality. It's the ability to, to create value. The reality is talk to any company and this could be brand new startup to just raise 25 million or it could be a company that's been around 150 years. 
the amount of features to your point about the board wanting to like create more value for my customer, ultimately generate more shareholder value. If you've got nine features that are like sitting in the back burner because you're still grinding it out, what's going on? And so like, I think one of the things we've identified that I would love to hear you kind of, I don't know, maybe isolate and drill in on is like, how do you know when we don't need to change, like as an example, we want to we go from PHP to Python, but you don't need to do that for everything. How do you know when it's like, let's, let's like, let's pump the brakes. Let's work on a couple of things here and there. Like, how do you build around enabling more features to be addressed and let the core team work on the core things and let the block and tackling be done here? Like, how do you tell somebody how to do that? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a good question. I, I think it's a I, knot I, of a question. I, I think <laughs> I think of it in, in some of my clients' uh, examples where they're, you know, where they're changing their business or changing how their customers are interacting or trying to drive, as yeah, you said, shareholder value or growth. Companies that have integrations is, tend to have is this. really uh, you know a lot of that is happening in public cloud because that's it, there's just so many tools and capabilities and. Um, analytics to really make that experience fast. Like you said, yep. how am I delivering it faster, fail fast, and how do? Uh, and the public cloud is a great vehicle to do that. Um, but that doesn't mean that I need to take all of my legacy uh, applications and things that run the business and transform all of those because some of them are may not need to be transformed. They're doing a you know kind of a core core job. Do it well. Do it secure. If it's cost effective, let the development of the things that are new happen over here in 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 the cloud. Yep. Um, and that, I think that's how our clients think about how they're addressing this. You know, innovation, deliver more, um, in, in deliver it faster. Uh, use the tools that are available there. And and where we come in is like, okay, well, let us let us help you. You know, kind of run some of that. Do it at a lower cost. So you can put dollars into the area that will drive the best innovation, drive the best value. So let's uh, now that you've untied this knot of a question that I that I threw at Sorry. you, um, you have a, a wealth of information just running this company. You have a ton of data, having worked with a ton of companies. If you could tell any company whether they're starting now or they're they're going to hit the refresh button, how they should set things up technologically going forward. What would you recommend? Like here is how I would handle. X, Y, and Z. If they were a new customer, I'm calling you and I'm going, we haven't even started yet. Yeah, brand a lot new of business, you'd say. Got a lot of money. SaaS first, uh, you know, cloud first. Uh, and, and some of our clients are even doing that. You know, clients that have been around. Uh, I was just uh, just visited a client uh, weeks ago. They're a 150-year-old insurance company. Their CIO just declared all new apps. It's a cloud first app, a yep. cloud first company. So everything that they do new is going to be cloud. So um, they're going to, uh, their AWS shop, so they're, that's where their their sort of cloud of choice is going to be. So I would say absolutely, there are so many great. You know, don't try to invent something that's good enough. You know, there's plenty of you know, don't invent a payroll system or you know things that you know help help run the business, yeah. um, but aren't core to aren't differentiating. And again, 30 years ago, 40, 50 years ago, people Did built that. their own payroll systems, yeah. right? Because oh, well, we're so unique that we need to, you know, and now, so I would say SaaS, cloud first, um, would be the way to go if you started from scratch with no, what we call technical debt. It's, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, um, the buy it, don't build it sort of mentality that I, I actually like, we get this conversation all the time about startups and what makes them different. Um, and it could be growth companies, it could be anybody. 
But aside from an agility, of course, it's like, oh, well, they're just more flexible. They move fast or whatever. And it's like, that's a symptom. The real, like what I think really is one of the big, big differentiators. Well, other than the fact that startups can live without revenue, which is a whole nother <laughs> stupid thing. I, I don't believe that, but the world seems to believe that, at least out West. Um, what I've noticed is that there is that, what you just mentioned, that thought that you don't have to build everything, that you can buy it, and that inherently, and maybe that's as a result of like the whole reason that you, you start a company in the first place, which is like to disrupt or to change something or take advantage. I think a lot of the founders have no problem hitting the restart button and be like, we're just cloud everything from here on out. Like, I know we did everything that way until now, but like tomorrow's a new day. And so from now on, we're just going to do this. And I think where the older companies have trouble and some of it is mandated due to, you know, security and other things. But by and large, there is this feeling of like, let's build it instead of buy it, which slows everything down. It takes the wrong people or the right people and puts them on the wrong thing. And I think the biggest part is, is truly like this fear that everything must be integrated and we must go back to the original date and time of establishment and connect the dots instead of just being like, no, that was our company until yesterday. And I see, and I, one thing I see that, you know, startups do well is do less better, you know, yes. focus on one or two things, do it very, very well, as opposed to, you know, sometimes you get companies, well, everything they want to be every, yeah, because they don't want to miss an opportunity or they don't want to make a bet and be wrong. Um, and that's uh, that creates a lot more, um, cer- certainly creates a lot, a lot more applications, a lot more infrastructure, you know, a lot, of, lot less uh, focus and integration. If you could talk to your, let's give you two target customers, one that's already innovative and cool and using you on the new, new products and new everything, and one that is on that legacy, what are your two pieces of advice to either or on what they should be doing, what they should be looking for. They don't know you yet, but they're going to try to find you. Well, I'd start with say the, the probably ideal client for us is a ladder. So it's a company yep. that's been there, has a lot of, you know, I'll call it a spaghetti mess. Yep. Um, and our, our issue is how do we help them? How do we take, you know, cost out of their business, uh, optimize, and let them focus on the things that, that drive the business? Uh, and that sometimes is a difficult conversation because that is change we've done it this way for a long time and how do we how do we talk to our clients about uh that change uh what what the business value is and then um okay now we're going to uh, transform or do something differently so that that's really our talk every day to our clients um to those clients who are born in the cloud uh we stay in the cloud yeah (laughs) (laughs) and, and, and you know frankly they probably need less of our help uh, yeah. today than, you know, it probably wouldn't, we wouldn't be a, a, a great fit. But uh, I would think at scale at some point, though, they, they're going to need some support. Sure. And I think it's, but it's all around, you know, them making choices around core and context and, you know, what's core and, and, uh, and what's context. And we say, hey, what we do is critically important. You know, if, if we have incidents or outages, it, it is, you know, impacting the business. So we get that and we understand it. Um, but it isn't. It isn't differentiating their business. Yeah. Right? So those are those are kind of things that we say. Listen, we'll do it. You've got to trust us, and we've got a history of you know great number of clients and you know a, a bunch of revenue that would su- support the fact that our clients do trust us to do it. Um, I but, lied. I, I want to squeeze one more question. Okay. You, you, the the um, the idea of getting a new customer for you guys in particular. You talk about the leg- you know the older legacy mm-hmm. spaghetti. A lot of times they don't. They know they have a problem, but they don't know they have a problem. And if they do know, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to change it. 
do you do you find more often you guys are calling these clients and you're saying here's this does this sound like you or is it more of them coming to you trying to find a solution and then if either of those situations how are you getting these companies to recognize the the like the true need because like I have found for, forever working with these older companies that they, they they spit off a lot of symptoms. They very rarely and, and they're not they're not stupid. They know what they're doing. They don't want to deal with like the root. Sure, and, and clearly the best area we have is for a new client is when there's a change agent. Yeah, somebody new comes in and says, "I'm going to look at things this differently," and this is you know we're gonna you know we're just we're gonna do something differently. Go, but you know that happens maybe twenty percent of the time. You know the other eighty percent is how do we go talk to the clients, introduce a value proposition. And sometimes they didn't even know it existed. Like, yeah. oh, really? You do that? We oh, thought we were just screwed. You could see, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> I, I will tell you, the, the one client that you know, I talked about earlier is like, um, I, you really will do that? I, I didn't think anyone did that. Um, so it's, it's really about, you know, taking, a, you know, it's a issue off their hands. Yeah. Um, and then how do we prove it? It's, okay, here's... Here's a list of our 150 clients. They're all, you know, large organizations. Um, we run mission critical apps. Here's a list of the CIOs if you want to call and and get a reference. Um, but those, yeah, you know, that would be sort of our our normal talk track. But it's got to be, you know, there's got to be someone, even if that company has been doing it for a long time and they don't have, you know, this oh we have to change now uh, factor. There still has to be someone who says, you know what, I really, you know, this isn't sort of. Uh, this isn't differentiating. So how can I look to someone else to help me go and put dollars in things that are differentiated? It's a little bit like a shrink for tech. Yeah, you got to I mean, know you have a problem before exactly. You solve but there's the no one. There's no CIO who is not getting pressure to uh, drive more business value for you know their CEO or their board, uh, and they don't say, oh. See, you get a 20% budget increase this year. No, you get 3%, just yep. like everyone else, and you got to do 10% better or 20%. You know, yep. And, and it's, that's really kind of how we can help. It's like, all right, how do we take dollars here so I can go spend them in the places that matter? I think it's, it, to me, it's a great, obviously a great business. I love, obviously what you guys have done is great, but I just love the area of business where you sort of can uncover money that they have been pouring into a drain and like, unlike the the other the change agents who come in and slash and fire everybody, it's like you're you're spending a lot of money on stuff that you just don't know, right? And we could do this better right. than you're doing it. Very cool. Where do people go to learn more? Uh, Insoto.com. Very so simple. So love to yeah, very simple. Uh, but uh, love to uh, interact with you on uh, via the website. And, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much Thanks, for taking the time. Of course, you can learn more about upcoming Technory events, investment opportunities, and check out the blog at Technory.com. Download the podcast on Spotify. Follow us on social at Technory, or you can follow me at Katoon. Boom, that's a wrap.